It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Dr. Dale Block is board certified in family medicine and medical management and has been a licensed practicing family physician for over 23 years. He has a special interest in sports and occupational medicine and currently serves as team physician for Mason High School. And he's joining me today on Amy's Table to talk about how we can keep athletes safe. Welcome, Dr. Block. Good morning, Amy. Thank you for having me. So sports, everybody wants their kids to get in the game, but everybody wants their kids to be safe and and okay, too. What are some tips for sports safety? Well, I think one of the most important things that parents can do is sit down with their children and really have a good discussion about what type of sport their child is interested in. Having been a parent of three athletes and a former athlete in high school and college, I know how important it is to really sit down and think about what kind of sport or sports you want to participate in and then prepare for that. One of the things that I see happening certainly more recently, I think, than in the past is parents pushing their children into athletic activities that they really don't want to be in. And then, of course, what happens is is that there's a lot of conflict going back and forth, and the child won't um, really get the full flavor of lifelong uh, activities in exercise and kind of develops a negative perception of exercise. And I can tell you that in my practice over the years, I spend an awful lot of time encouraging young children who have had bad experiences as they become adolescents and young adults to try to get back into a regular form of exercise. So I think it's really important first to really sit down and and have that discussion before pushing your children into a sport that they don't want to participate in. You know, that is such a good point. I mean, really, I think about it. I, I have a son who, who played almost every sport there was, but loved the very physical of hockey. And, you know, he was a, a hockey player in high school and college as well. But then, you know, my daughter, we sort of tried her in basketball, and it wasn't her thing. <laughs> We probably should have, you know, tried to find out what that sport was. And I look at one who is constantly athletically involved and the other who's sort of, she's physically active, but not that same passion for athleticism. So you're right. We need to find that out for them and keep trying different things, not not push them into that. That's some really good advice. Well, I think the other thing, too, is on the other end of the spectrum, we see several young athletes in way too many sports. And in fact, um, I see in my practice on a regular basis what I would call overuse injuries, where we have some children possibly participating in as many as three sports within a fall season. Uh, most, most recently, I had a young lady who had stress fractures because she was in volleyball and cheerleading and dance. Wow. And, Too much. Know, we had to sit back and go, now, you know, we're going to get you through the injury, We're going to rehab the different muscles that have not been strong enough to support all this activity. And then we really need to sit down and choose what's really important and start prioritizing because you can't possibly be able to develop at a young age all the muscles that you would need to be able to move from those kinds of sports without developing overuse you know, syndrome and stress fractures. Right. Wow, what a great, that's a great, 
thought process to come from and important for us all to think about with our kids. I know one of the other things that people worry about is keeping their child properly fueled during sports or frankly through life. But what's the deal there? What should we do? What should we feed our kids before putting them into their physical activity that they're doing? Well, one of the things that I think is really important, Amy, is to make sure that you teach your children early on to hydrate with water. Um, you know, the body is made up of about 70% water, and yet one of the things that I continue to see is ignoring the basics of hydration with water and more focus on, you know, the, the uh, boutique drinks like um, electrolyte drinks and pre-workout drinks and post-workout drinks and protein supplements, and I can go on and on and on. Right. If you remember, natural is best and really focusing on all the different food groups, I think that you can begin to set the tone for developing healthy eating habits. So, for instance, um, you know, when you have um, a child who is not eating as healthy as they could and their choices are more towards the saturated fats and fried foods and such, they're really not getting the kind of energy that they need to participate because of just the basic physiology of what happens when you eat, you know, fried and fatty foods. It sits in your stomach, it doesn't empty well, which pulls oxygen away from the muscles, and you can go on and on and on about, you know, what that does physiologically, and you see poor performance. So one of the things that I recommend, again, is really looking at the four different food groups, eating from all of those and as fresh as possible. And when you're thinking about healthy carbs, think in terms of whole grain, whole grain cereals, whole grain pasta. Um, you know, one of the things that I think also happens is that because kids are so busy today, you know, they're running from school to sport, to get home to do homework, to get into bed, to start all over the next day, Sometimes we forget to fuel as we are actually doing the activity. So one of the other recommendations that I usually have is make sure that, you know, your child has a healthy snack while they're doing a longer activity. So, for instance, at half in a soccer game or a football game, they should have something that gives them, you know, a little bit of calorie replenishment that's healthy. For instance, uh, you know, there are very healthy energy bars. You can actually go online and find and make your own, and that's what my wife did for years. Um, You can have healthy fruits, bananas, raisins, things that you know aren't going to sit in the stomach for the second half and create a problem, but also remembering to hydrate with water during those breaks as well so you keep the fluid um, levels up. And just if parents have any thought about that, just remember, as you said, natural is best. That's how we're going to fuel them. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Dr. Dale Block about keeping our athletes safe. And and one of the things, of course, is fuel. But how does flexibility fit into keeping our kids safe in sports? Well, I think, you know, from from a uh, previous athletic adventure for many years, one of the things that I learned as a, a track athlete was, you needed to really warm your body up slowly so that when you were either ready to do your workout or you were getting ready for a race, and uh, in track you could have several races throughout a meet, you needed to give your body the time to really kind of get acclimated to that response that you want to see for full activity 
for the event. So you take your time, you, you start stretching slowly, you start warming up, you're ready for the event, and then what everybody seems to forget about is after that event, whether it's a individual event or even when we're talking about things like soccer, football, volleyball, basketball, and the like, you have to cool down. You have to take the time to allow your body to get away from that competition and kind of ease back into um, that state of relaxation because one of the things that happens is as you begin to exercise, you build up lactic acid in the muscles and the muscles can stiffen and then they will stay stiff unless you remove that lactic acid by cooling down and that may be simply just some stretching, some light jogging, um, you know, just an activity that allows the body to, to get back to that normal state before you simply just put more stressors on it um, by either, you know, getting back into bed after a late um, activity or running to the next activity when your body hasn't really recovered from the first one. So I think it's really important not only from a flexibility perspective, but to remember to warm up and cool down. That's all such good advice. You know, of course, we want to make sure that our kids are ready for physical activity and sports. And so you see, you can even get a sports physical all over town these days. But is a sports physical a replacement for an annual physical? Oh, absolutely not. And and I'm adamant about um, this particular issue as well. As a family physician, you know, part of family medicine um, is developing that ongoing, continuing care of a patient from as little as newborns, because I see those regularly, all the way through childhood, adolescence, and into adulthood. So I actually know my patients. And when it comes time for them to come in for their annual visits for well child, it not only gives me a chance if they happen to be playing sports to clear them and make sure, you know, that they're ready for that particular sport, but it also gives me an opportunity to talk about health concerns, check on vaccination status, make sure I'm up to date on personal and family history. Um, you know, it, it, it gives me an opportunity to not only talk with the child, but then also talk with the parent and find out what their concerns are. You know, there are different concerns when we go through different age groups. Um, You know, one of the things that I think is really important during the adolescent years is to screen for mood disturbance, something that is on the national radar right now. And if you're doing an episodic sports physical at a retail clinic or some school districts um, actually have um, days where they'll, you know, invite the athletes in and they go from station to station, the people that are performing those physicals, unless they really know that that athlete or they know that family, may not be in tune to asking the kinds of questions that we would normally ask and follow as part of a well-child exam. So, you know, it, it's okay when, you know, you're, you're trying to just make sure that that athlete is ready for participation, but I think if we get away from that annual well-child visit, we're going to miss some things that potentially could be catastrophic, such as a heart murmur or a new neurologic finding or possibly a musculoskeletal development issue that if we didn't know that person very well, we might cursory exam and go, you know what, you're, you're great, you're, you're good to go, I signed your sheet, you're good for a year. So, 
you know, kind of a, a long answer to a very short question, but I think something that is really important, and, and we go back and forth with this all the time, and I can tell you Premier Health, those of us that focus on sports medicine and primary care and orthopedics all agree that the sports physical should become part of the well-child exam and not something that's separate. Yeah. Well, I think that you are so right. The relationship with your physician is so critical. And as you say, you're really getting to know the whole child and their family and the whole thing. It's so critical when you're talking about your health. Well, it's certainly important and we're lucky to have Premier Health in our corner for keeping our kids and our child athletes uh, safe. And this is an important thing. And I love that technology is helping us deal with concussions. Dr. Block, you have been just a great wealth of information. I've loved speaking with you today, and I'm going to send people, if you want more information about the topic today or Dr. Block, you can go to premierhealth.com forward slash sports med. Dr. Dale Block, thank you for joining me on Amy's Table. Oh, Amy, thank you for having me. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday.